Welcome to episode five of the Six Team Podcast. How you doing, VJ? I am just like the rest of our listeners, I'm sure, anxiously trying to get one of these consoles. I've spent all day laboring on Walmart and on Target, and <laughs> it's going to be nice to just talk about some sports and hopefully we'll hit it six, right? Yeah. Damn. I can't believe that that's today's the day. Today's the PS5 day. I guess last week was the Xbox day. It's just the most frustrating thing in the world because I'm going out of my way to try and give them 500 of my dollars yeah. <laughs> and they don't want to take it. Like just take my money and give me the thing that I want. It's I hear you. That's ridiculous. That's tough. I guess next week there's no issue though, right? I hope so. I mean, I think Black Friday is probably going to end up being where I make my play for one, but it's Absolutely. it's a cold world out there. They're going on StockX for like 850 and up. Oh, that's crazy already. Resellers, what? bro. The worst. People that's just funny. buying shit with bots. Yeah. So last week, I was back to my profitable ways after a couple down weeks. Feels great. Back to an overall record of 17, 10, and 1. How about you, PJ? Where are you at? Uh, I had a pretty good week on my own, right? I went four and two on my six teamer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I w- hit my diamond in the rough, and I am sur- currently sitting at 16, eight, and one. Nice, nice. Now that Pac 12's in, everyone's back. You know, it's nice to see that every team play, has, make some educated picks this week. Certainly, yeah. 10 weeks into the NFL season, we definitely have a better view of trends what the landscape is who the good teams are who the pretenders are and and i think towards the end of this stretch and especially like when we start getting into playoff betting i think we're really gonna really gonna start hitting our stride even more than we already have up to this point i hear you so let's get right into this week's locks how about your favorite college lock of the week my favorite college lock of this week is an winless team actually Mm -hmm. uh fiu was at home against fau in a battle of florida the home team, FIU, is favored by nine and a half. No, excuse me. They're being given nine and a half yes. points, plus nine and a half at home against FAU. I think that this line is absurd. This is an FIU team that went down to the wire against a Liberty team to open the season, a team that we know right now is a legit top 25 program. Um, being given nine and a half at home is is an absolute home run for this team. And I even wouldn't mind putting sprinkling a little bit on the money line i think mm-hmm. that this is a great spot for them to get their first win of the season but that money line was not as juice as i would like it to be for a plus nine and a half line it was at plus 285 interesting yeah that doesn't make much sense right yeah i feel like generally for nearly a double digit point uh game or d- double digit spread excuse me you would yeah. see a, a money line around 300 350 plus but not the case so fiu plus a nine and a half what about yourself I really like that. Now, given that it's going to be a low-scoring game, nine and a half at home should be enough. My favorite of this week is actually Arizona plus 14 and a half at home. Mm-hmm. USC's coming in after this nail-biter Arizona State win. And going in, I, I, you know, I'm a USC fan. We were given like a 12% chance <laughs> to make the college football playoff. That didn't make any sense. We're a subpar Pac-12 team this year. You could tell when we barely beat Arizona State at home. Now we have to go into Arizona and lay 14 and a half. We're not a dominant team. Like, even if we win, it'll be by a score. Um, Arizona 14 and a half at home. I love that. That is basically my favorite play of the week. A second one I actually love is staying in the Pac-12. 
Oregon laying 10 and a half. They rolled Stanford, covered against Stanford. I think this is definitely the class of the Pac-12. Mm. Um, Oregon laying 10 and a half should definitely be enough. Who is Oregon playing this week? Let me check. Oh, Washington State without Mike Leach. I know they beat Oregon State last night. I mean, last week. It was a night game. I know I had it. That was tough. But I definitely think um, this Washington State team is not legit in the same class at all that Oregon is. Um, Oregon, even on the road, will beat them by at least three touchdowns. To me, 10.5 seems like a lock. Yeah, I absolutely love that. I love watching that Oregon offense with Pene Suell looking like one of the best tackle prospects we've seen in maybe a decade. Um, yeah. I'm going to move into the NFL. Yeah. Uh, my favorite NFL pick this week is Buffalo going into Arizona. Um, they're plus one right now, which yeah. is showing a lot of confidence in an Arizona team that just lost to Miami and Tua Vailoa. I really don't see a way that Buffalo – is the underdog in this ball game, but Vegas has it that way. So the money line is at plus 115 right now. Uh, I just saw Josh Allen absolutely carve up the Seattle Seahawks last week. I think that he can easily score 30 against an Arizona defense that is that has no world beaters whatsoever. Uh, this receiving core and Josh Allen has been clicking, and I think the defense will do enough to corral Kyler Murray to get a win. So I like the Buffalo money line a ton this week. I like that too. Now, Interesting stat. Speaking of Josh Allen tearing apart your Seahawks, Seattle is only five and only six and two on the over, even though they've been this ridiculous over team, they're only six and two on the over. The interesting thing is in their two under games, they've gone under by one single point, not half a point, not two points. So they're seven and zero oh, or eight and zero oh now on the over tees. So Seattle seems to be a lock if you tease it down every single week. Just go over the Seattle tease number. Speaking of which, I have Seattle, L.A., over 54.5. The only reason why this number actually dropped after Seattle's abysmal defensive performance is because Jared Goff has been that bad. But I think against Seattle, in a similar way that Josh Allen had that turnaround, Josh Allen had two horrific games, comes back, and acts like he's having so much fun playing football against the Seattle D. I think the same thing happens with this Rams offense. I think Seattle definitely gets the win, but I think Jared Goff is good for even four touchdowns against the Seattle D as most quarterbacks are. I see a bit of a bounce back for Goff here. Yeah, and I mean, as you've touched on, I, I am, of course, a long-suffering Seattle Seahawks fan, although long-suffering is a little bit, that's a little bit yeah, childish to say. Ring, We're a playoff team. We've been a playoff team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> this year has been very difficult. Uh, every single quarterback has just absolutely demolished us. And Sean McVay has Pete Carroll's number. The Buffalo game this weekend, Pete Carroll gave up 44 points, which was the most of his tenure. The second most was when Sean McVay went into Seattle and beat us 42 to seven. Wow. I wasn't even aware. Yeah. This is a Sean McVay ball club that absolutely loves to run it up against us. They like to demoralize us. <laughs> um, so points will definitely be scored. And, Hopefully the Seattle can keep up with the uh, the weight of this defense behind them. Yeah. So do you have any locks to give out or was that your final one? Yeah, I have one more uh, in the NFL as well. This Denver Las Vegas game under 50 points. Okay. I think, this line, I think this line is absurd. I think that it's a divisional game with two middling to below average quarterbacks. 
the Denver run defense is great. I think they'll do enough to slow down Josh Jacobs in this game. I think that it'll be a big Darren Waller spot, but a guy who averages, you know, eight yards a catch does not equal 50 points to me. Um, I think that this game, even if it hits, you know, the high 40s, I would be really, really surprised. So under 50 seems like a smash play to me. I'm going to have to disagree with you there. Now, I will get into this more and fade those stats. But I just think, even though I don't love either quarterback, both seem to find a way sometimes to get points on the board. Um, my NFL, final NFL lock of the week is actually going to be on the Sunday night game. I think Lamar Jackson laying seven uh, won't even really be close. I don't think it should be a competitive game against this Patriots D. Um like the, the best, the last five weeks, you know, we've seen what this Patriots team is really about. Bill Belichick came out and said it like we sold out five years ago when we were trying mm. to get every ring that we could and we didn't plan for 2020, 2021. This is going to be a three year rebuild to me. And I think with everyone sitting out on this Patriots defense, um, this is the year to take advantage. I think the, the books might uh, adjust next year. The defense obviously comes back post-COVID, but um, the Ravens should take advantage of this week, D, and cover seven pretty easily to me. Yeah, I think that there's a lot to be said about the Patriots' defense. The opt-outs are clearly hurting them. They're not having really the captain of that defense in Dante, Dante Hightower, who opted out. Patrick Chung is a veteran who opted out as well. But alongside that, a lot of the dominance we saw from the New England defense, especially at the beginning of year last year, was against really poor quarterback play. Mm -hmm. And um, you can say what you will about Lamar Jackson this year. He has been inaccurate. Uh, he has certainly not been the same guy that he was last year, but there is no way you can tell me that Lamar Jackson is still not one of the most talented five quarterbacks in football. I would love to see him bounce back and get right against this New England team in prime time. So uh, yeah, I'm all, I'm all aboard. Ravens minus seven. I hear you. Now I believe getting to fade those stats. One of y'all want a quick fade? What? Just a quick fade. No, just a quick fade. I'm going to get going with an attachment to my FA, FIU, excuse me, nine yeah. and a half at home. They're playing against a really good defense in FAU. This is an FAU team that held Western Kentucky, known as a high-flying offense, to six points at home. They're a very scary unit. They're, they play really well. They play really organized. But the FAU offense is a team that put up 34 against Liberty. They're averaging upwards of 28 points per game, and they get this game at home in a Florida matchup that I think will be a barn burner. I think points will absolutely be scored. And the FIU team total is currently sitting at 15 and a half. I absolutely would smash that. FAU has given up only over that mark once in the year, and I think that this is going to be the game they give up the most points in the season thus far. FIU over 15 and a half points. Now, rooting for 16 points in a college football game is pretty spectacular. Absolutely. Like, you know, three, as we talked about, three field goals and a touchdown, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is 15 and a half is a first half team total line for most teams in college football. Yeah, they could get it in garbage time. I love absolutely. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's your, what's your fate this week? Interesting. Getting back. To this Raiders-Broncos game. The last five oh. times the Raiders have played the Broncos, no matter where it was, what city, what stadium, it's gone under the last five. That sounds like a trend to me. It sounds like a bit of a trend that I'm going to fade. I'm going over 50 and a half here. Now, let me explain why. I love Darren Waller. 
I don't think Josh Jacobs gets slowed down too much. And I think that team is consistently good for 27 points against most defenses. Now, all we're looking to get is a 24-point game out of Drew Locke. Can we get it? Maybe 14 in the first half, maybe 10 uh, in the second half. I don't think that really NFL, any NFL matchup goes under six straight games to me. I love to fade a a five out of five. You don't really usually will be like, oh, it's five and two on its last seven. Like this is five and oh on its last five. I love this fade here. I, I just, I really disagree. I think that, I think that this is like a textbook divisional slugging slow game. Denver loves to run this ball with their two-headed monster of Gordon and Lindsay. I think that they're going to have a lot of success against that, against the Las Vegas rush defense that has been one of the most porous in football. I think it's going to be a quick game that's going to get over quickly because of how much rushing is involved. I hear you. And I think it'll be like a 23-16 Vegas win. I... See that sounds that sounds <laughs> real possible. Fuck. We'll see. But, we'll see. Know, maybe we'll do yeah. maybe we'll do a little head to head on it or something. Exactly. No, I'd love to put ten on that. Um, <laughs> I guess now getting into diamonds in the rough. Throw your diamonds in the sky if you feel the vibe. Absolutely. Do you want to start? Or do you want me to go ahead? I'll go ahead. Uh, now getting into English League One football. I don't know how, if you know how the tiers work. Starts at the Premier League, goes sure. down to the Championship, goes down to League One and League Two. Um, this oh, club, so this is like double A. This is yes, this is like double A. This is like okay, if wow. the South Bay Lakers got to move up to the WNBA. Like this is oh my goodness, different type of shit. So Sunderland was obviously in the EPL English Premier League for must have been they had like an amazing storied thirty year run. In the past five years, the, it's really hit the fan. They went down to the championship and now they're in League One. That's like literally the Charlotte Bobcats playing. You know, and 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 like, not even that's like FCS football. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it, whole teams can get demoted. Whole franchises. Oh, wow. it's called relegated. So you either get promoted or relegated. Top three get promoted. Bottom three get relegated. It's an insane system. But this team, Sunderland, is two divisions below what they've been in his in historically. You know what I mean? That's. They're only can you imagine the slander that their fans have to endure? No, exactly. Like oh it's my I, there's, a, there's a whole Netflix doc about it, bro. Sunderland till I die. Wow. <laughs> it's crazy. Okay, sure. So are um, those... <laughs> Sunderland money line minus 132 on the road. Definitely get a win here. They're playing a tiny club who's used to being in this division. Sunderland's got the stadium, Sunderland's got the salaries, got these English Premier League salaries playing league one football like it's insane like their their revenue has dropped like 60 percent since they've left the premier league but they still have these guys on these ginormous contracts because they were in the Premier league no one thinks we're going to get relegated to division it's the craziest situation in sports like i it's really rare to have this like historic of a franchise go down two divisions but it's only minus 132 and they're definitely going to get a win on saturday november 14th Right on. I have got uh, – I'm going back to the well for the first time. Okay. Last week, I told you about a little club called Hamin Lina. I told you to take them plus one and a half against Carpot. <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember this finish, the finish hockey? I do. Yes, it is. Yes. So Hamin Lina, they covered plus one and a half. And uh, the total score of that game, Carpot ended up winning four to three. Wow. 
Now, Hamanlina, Hammy, as I like to call him, yes, you remember, sir. they're playing against Asat. And now, look, look, if you know me, you know I've been talking about Asat for years. These guys can score goals, right? High scoring so, offense. High scoring offense. They run a really cool system. I love their coach. Hammy, coming off a seven total goal game against Asat, the over underline is five and a half. Gotta love it. I'm smashing the over. I think they'll easily get to six or seven goals again this week. Hammy likes to score goals. Asat likes to score goals. Over five and a half. Finish hockey. No, that's that's a good pick. That's a good pick. All you need is, you know, maybe two in the first. You could get four in the second. I think Hammy's gonna win this win this game four to two. Easy money. Never so. out of a out of a finish hockey over. You're never out of exactly. Game. That that's what they've been saying about me since '99. <laughs> exactly all right now into the, i i feel real good about this six teamer this week to be honest like different than i have in the past i'm excited i'll, I'll let you kick it off then what right. let me hear your six team parlay here we go i'm gonna start off with what i already said is my lock as oregon minus 10 and a half against washington state oregon's a real top 10 team in the nation this year they have a legit defense that can match up against anybody and will pummel washington state uh, now my second lock is Fresno State minus 10. I am sort of betting on Fresno State here, but I'm really betting against Utah State. Utah State is 0-3, just fired their coach. They really expected to have a different season. They're in complete shambles. I don't know what is going to happen, but I know Fresno State covers this week. Now my third is our law, is our classic coastal team. They're laying uh. 10 and a half against Troy on the road. As you know, Shy Wirtz just went into Troy. Just went into Troy and got a big win. Yes, he did. You like Shy Wirtz a hell of a lot more than I do. I think he's a little inconsistent and hard to bet on. But if Shy Wirtz can get a one-touchdown score, I mean a one-touchdown win in Troy, Coastal's going to get a three-touchdown win in Troy. Laying 10.5, that's a lock. As I already discussed, Arizona plus 14.5 at home, USC goes into Arizona after the nail-biter against Herm Edwards and Arizona State. I definitely think Arizona keeps this a one-touchdown game, even if they lose. My fifth is going to be into the NFL now. Seattle, LA, over 54, as we discussed. Sean McVay will carve up this very, very weak Seattle defense. Even if they don't win, it's going to be a high-scoring game because you know Russell Wilson is good for 34 week in and week out. And my final, my sixth, is going to be Baltimore on Sunday night football, laying seven against a really depleted Patriots defense. I don't see any weaknesses here, PJ. I, this is my first one where I've been like 6-0, 6-0. I'd be legitimately shocked with whatever doesn't win in those six picks. I, I love it, actually. I really, really enjoy it. I think it's because we have a little bit of overlap and – I, you know I have a soft spot for Shea Wirtz. I love watching him play. I really hope he's a guy who, you know, he probably won't be drafted, but if he's like a UDFA, I would love to see him play at the next level. Nah, I know. It'll be fun. I'm going to get into my 16 parlay, which uh, we got a 17 right this week. We got a little okay. bit of a 17 right this week. So... I'm also throwing all process out of the window because I'm taking three road underdogs in yeah. the NFL. <laughs> um, and you know what? Whatever. We'll roll with it. Fuck you. 
one of them probably will, but I, I just, I like these teams so much that I'm willing to, to throw the, you know, the kind of heralded, you know, three road underdogs. It's, it's not a, it's not a traditional strategy, but I like these teams anyway. I've got the Houston money line on the road against Cleveland. I think that this Cleveland secondary is terrible. They're starting one of the worst active safeties in football in Andrews and Deho. And Deshaun Watson has been scorched earth since Bill O'Brien has left town. He's been absolutely dominant as a passer, and they've been he's been using himself more as a rusher. I like them to win this game. Uh, as I already spoke about, the under 50 in Denver, Las Vegas. We're going to see. We're going to definitely talk about that one next week, the outcome there. Uh, the Bills, money line on the road against Arizona. Again, I already talked about that one in the lock. Um, I have the Chargers plus three on the road against Miami, which seems, again, I think that Vegas is giving a lot of credit to that Miami-Arizona game that is unfounded, in my opinion. Um, I took uh, a note from you with the Arizona plus 14 and a half. I added that myself. And then I figure might as well add both of those FIU bets with the Florida International plus nine and a half and team total over 15 and a half. So you've got the four NFL bets with the three college bets, the seven for my 16 parlay. I love it. Now, I, I think those FIU bets are really going to hit. I mean, I, it's just not often that a team like FAU is really like performing like this consistently. I think this definitely ends the streak for them. Absolutely. I'm, I'm right there with you. Well, we appreciate you walking with us for five episodes now at the 16 podcast. Yeah, let's hope to hope to see you for at least five more, right? Exactly. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Appreciate it.